This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Good morning. Welcome to the Morning Beat on this beautiful Tuesday morning. Thank you so much for joining us. Michaela and I have a fantastic show for you today. Uh, coming up in about 15 minutes, we're kicking things off with one of our favorite segments. It's called Am I the A-Hole? Uh, this is the Tucker Carlson edition. Uh, spoiler alert, yes, he is. <laughs> we're going to take a little different twist on this, uh, kicking things off this morning. Also, could one of um, our favorite gay hangouts actually be transphobic? Uh, a major, major uh, corporation is getting some blowback right now, uh, and we're going to tell you why. Also, uh, social media uh, is pretty incredible stuff, and it's bringing us a lot of details on a serial killer targeting our community in the Coachella Valley, uh, and we have all the information the police want you to know to stay safe. Uh, it's, it's a little bit heavy, but it's also super, super important. Um, but before we get too ahead of ourselves, Michaela Gordon, how are you doing? I miss you. Well, honey, first of all, I miss you so much, and I was so ready to say it and tell you that I loved you, but I didn't know about this serial killer, Lord, now I'm a little bit nervous. I know, I know. And also, this uh, transphobia is taking place at somewhere that you and I both go often, uh, so it's going to be an interesting morning of conversations. Um, but listen, I'm going to do my best to keep you safe. I'm currently in Ohio, so if anything happens to you today, you're on your own, but I will be back tomorrow. Okay, well, I did just get a sign. I want you to know this from Justin, our producer, who said that story happens to be a story about misinformation. So we may be able to all breathe a little bit easier after we share this story. Okay, because we're going to Palm Springs this year. I'm taking you. Goodness, because it's one of my favorite places in the entire world. Uh, But we're going to tell you how misinformation in this era of social media uh, can be very, very, very dangerous. Uh, But right now it is time for some real information in News on the Beat. What do you have for us? You got it, babe. So flooded roads and impassable debris are hampering initial recovery efforts in Louisiana after Hurricane Ida, now a tropical depression, blew through on Sunday. In some areas, those who evacuated may not be able to return for weeks. Many hospitals in the state now have to contend with the double onslaught of storm complications and COVID-19 patients. Hospitals and medical centers reported debris and water leaks while others are working on borrowed time with generators and some are having to consider transporting patients to hospitals in other states. It's no secret climate change is making hurricanes even more destructive with more rain, stronger winds and slower paths. This storm meteorologists say it was a perfect example of all three factors. Now, another news, a transgender man has filed a complaint with the New York City Human Rights Commission after he was initial, initially denied entry into a pool at an Equinox gym due to the fact that he wasn't wearing a female one-piece when he tried to swim. 
Equinox said it takes the matter very seriously, but the man is now an emotional mess following the incident, and no discipline has been announced. Wearing a blue swim shirt and blue swim shorts, Young was just a few steps from the pool when a female lifeguard confronted him. She asked, excuse me, can I help you? He said, I'm going into the pool. She said, you need a bathing suit to go into that pool. One piece, a female one piece. He was very embarrassed. Uh, we're going to go more in depth with this story uh, later on in the show in our seven o'clock hour. I'm sorry, the bottom of the hour, uh, this hour. So for now, let's do a little bit of weather. Summer's here. It's queer. And it's brought to you by McDonald's. It's going to be a high of 93 in Phoenix, 64 in Seattle, a high of 75 in Atlanta, 84 in Baltimore, 79 in Chicago, 90 in Sacramento, and 100 in Indio. Now, if you pass a McDonald's today, make sure you stop by and get a frozen Coca-Cola drink, just a dollar fifty. Now give us a vibe of the day. The moments we think we can't are opportunities to prove we can. Oh, I love that. That's such a great perspective, too. All right, well, I'm very excited because I also love Lady Gaga, and Lady Gaga's Jazz and Piano Las Vegas residency is returning to the Park MGM this October 14th through the 31st, and Channel Q is going to send you. Just go to weirdchannelq.com for your chance to win two tickets to the show, a stay at the Park MGM Hotel, round-trip airfare for two plus... 500 in spending cash. Don't miss Lady Gaga's Jazz and Piano Residency shows live in Las Vegas. Tickets go on sale Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific at Ticketmaster.com. And just head over to WeAreChannelQ.com for your chance to win. Now coming up, am I the a-hole Tucker Carlson edition? The answer is yes. We'll tell you why. Welcome back to the Morning Beat. It's time for another round of one of our favorite segments, Am I the A-Hole? Now, normally, uh, we would give you a scenario uh, with two pretty equal sides uh, and let you decide. We're going to change things up today. We're going to go ahead and tell you right out the gate uh, that uh, the person we're discussing right now is, in fact, an A-Hole, and his name is Tucker Carlson. Uh, He's a host over on Fox News, and he's got some pretty strong opinions about everything on Earth. And right now, his opinions uh, are laser-focused on the uh, governor of Oregon, Kate Brown. Now, Kate Brown is married to a man but claims to be bisexual. Um, Oftentimes, that's how that works. Apparently, Tucker doesn't understand that, though. Uh, Take a listen. At the time, there was not a whole lot going on in Oregon, so voters didn't ask many questions. The one thing they did learn about Kate Brown over and over again is that she is a self-described bisexual. Why is this relevant? Well, the media didn't explain. They told us, without exactly explaining what it meant, that this fact was historic and it was highly thrilling. Kate Brown's sex life was shattering ceilings. Woohoo! And yet, if you looked a little closer, you noticed something a little weird. Actually, Kate Brown was married to a man. Wait, what? Okay, here's my issue with this. I want people to educate themselves. I want these to be conversations that we're having. I want them to be had on mainstream media. What I don't want is these conversations um, to be condescending. And that's exactly what Tucker Carlson is. He has no interest in understanding the LGBTQ community, but interest in just making fun of us, making fun of bisexual women who are oftentimes so overly sexualized and he's so problematic to me it's it's so gross it's marginalized well, here's his interest his interest is ratings because ratings equal dollars that's it i mean let's just be super super crystal clear about this like he's he's not a news anchor he never has been but he also has no interest in being that because he can make a lot more money as a talking head and that head continues to jabber on and on take a listen 
Yes, he had a different last name, but he was still, as they say on TikTok, binary. He was a dude. That's fine, of course, but it was also a little confusing. How does having a groom at her wedding make Kate Brown an official member of the LGBTQ exclamation point community? Okay, hold on. So... Oh, my so, okay. God. Okay, so as a woman who did date men before I dated women. Yeah, let's um, make it less confusing for him. Yeah, I dated my ex, and then I realized that I still, like, had a desire to be with women, but I was still very much happy and in love with the man that I was with at the time I was with him because I that's my journey and you can get married to a man and still have feelings for women that's like saying like now that he's a married man he's not like he can just never look at another woman again and he's not probably heterosexual do you know what i'm saying like how stupid that sounds well that's sort of like the cis uh like cis straight evangelical christian approach right like once you get married to somebody you become blind and your senses become dulled yeah. and you're no longer attracted to anybody else on the planet, which is obscene uh, because it's not accurate and it's not how we're designed as humans to live. But that's neither here nor there. Let's let Tucker continue to dig his own grave. That kind of curiosity was forbidden. It was like wondering why we don't call Barack Obama half white, which he is. It's not allowed. Okay, pause. But why would pause. you say that? That veiled racism. First of all, he hasn't been our president for five years, so let's let that they go. They can't stop bringing uh, him up, though. They can't. They love Barack and Hillary. They just love sure him. Sure do. Um, and also, do you want to know why why we don't call him white? Because white men like you, who have been running our nation for 400 years, set that standard. You know, there was the, the paper bag test that was done back in the day to decide if you were lighter than the paper bag, you were passable. But if you're darker than a brown paper bag, you were considered the N-word. And and <laughs> that's why he doesn't get the privilege in his mind, in Tucker's mind, of being called white, even though he's trying to say, oh, he's, he's white too. Well, not in America, he's not. Because listen, I am, I am about to marry a proud black man and our children someday will highly more likely than not be biracial and the oh, world the i know and they're going to be the cutest things ever but especially here in america they will be seen as black and we know that we've discussed it and 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 i've done what i can and i will continue to do what i can every day to learn how to raise black children because that is important uh because people like tucker don't make it easy well, well, let's let him continue so voters in oregon dutifully celebrated and then out from under them, the world changed. Suddenly things in America went from placid to highly turbulent. That was especially true in Oregon, where there was rioting by left-wing militia that went on for more than a year. The state's biggest city was destroyed. People died. And then a virus arrived from China and it killed thousands. It was a very serious moment. Unfortunately, Oregon did not have a very serious leader. It had some dopey soccer mom who got elected because she claimed she had a girlfriend in college. Okay, so I would like to say Ugh. this. Calling our dopey soccer mom is so problematic, but somebody who says it best, and we can end this segment with that, is John Oliver and his take on why uh, Tucker Carlson is so problematic. But before, be, Michaela, before we do that, can we? I want to give Kate Brown, I just want to read her response really quickly yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, you, you have great audio for us, and I want us to get to it, but Kate did say, uh, she responded on Twitter, uh, Governor Brown, I should say, I'm so sorry, said, that's what bisexual means. And to every bisexual person out there struggling to explain to your friends and family who you are and who you love, you are not alone. 
Don't let the bullies stop you from being true to yourself. You might even be a governor someday. And here's Michaela's audio from John Oliver. And what Tucker Carlson show sells, in addition to utterly terrible pillows, is very seductive. It's the idea that this country is fundamentally colorblind, that anyone who mentions race is just trying to start trouble, that historic oppression is no longer relevant, and that, in fact, you, his viewers, are the ones currently being oppressed. And if he can sell his audience on his white identity politics, if he can persuade them that the big existential threat to America right now is diversity, it sort of doesn't matter if he says aloud what his preferred solutions to that might be. Amen. Welcome back to the Morning Beat. Uh, Coming up in our next hour, uh, could there be a serial killer on the loose in Coachella Valley? Uh, We want to keep you informed, uh, but this story is going to take some twists and turns that you don't see coming. Uh, So you want to stick around for that conversation. Uh, And I will just, just so I'm not triggering anybody, there's not. There's actually not a serial killer in the Coachella Valley. But... A lot of people thought so recently, and we're going to tell you why, and we're going to tell you how to stay safe and not fall for this uh, this trap in the future. Uh, right now, they're returning our focus to uh, a very, very popular gym, uh, especially for members of our community. We're talking about Equinox. Uh, I'm a member. Michaela's a member. My fiance's a member. We all go to the location uh, primarily uh, in West Hollywood on Sunset Boulevard. It's beautiful. Uh, they were in some hot water uh, a couple years ago, a year, mm-hmm. year and a half ago, when Donald Trump was running for re-election, and uh, one of their, I guess, one of their big investors had had a fundraiser for Donald Trump, right? And a lot of people started boycotting them until they responded. Um, we made the decision to to stay with the gym because our personal gym out here in Southern California is very, very queer and very, very gay-friendly to us, and we are comfortable with that decision. Well, now they're in hot water again. Apparently, uh, a trans man has now filed a complaint after the, the the gym, a lifeguard at the gym, denied him pool entry unless he wore, quote, fem- a female one-piece. Um, so he tried to enter at the swimming pool um, and was wearing um, shorts and, a, and a, basically a t-shirt or a top, right? And the lifeguard stopped, said, you can't get in, said, what are you trying to do? Uh, this is now it's blown up. The story is a big, big deal. Equinox said they're taking the matter very seriously, uh, but the man says he is now, in his words, an emotional mess following the incident, and so far there's been no discipline. Um, This took place uh, actually uh, in New York City, it looks like, uh, Lexington Avenue and East 63rd Street. Um, What do you think about this, Michaela? This is really, it's it's really interesting times we're living in, um, and I feel like not everybody's quite catching up with the times, but in a place like New York, you would think that this would be something that would not be an issue, yet here we are. Yeah, I guess that's my only issue, is that it's Equinox in New York City. Like, that's that's like saying it's Los Angeles, it's West Hollywood, uh, Equinox. I think that... Um, it, also, it's so weird. Like, I, I don't know why it would be an issue uh, to wear shorts and a shirt into a pool like I know women uh, particularly Lisa for example doesn't necessarily wear a one piece female swimsuit she's not trans she just doesn't feel comfortable in that and so that's not really how she swims I know a lot of lesbians actually like that that do sports bras and gym shorts Dinah Shore is coming up we see it all the time some women don't feel comfortable with their weight so they wear t-shirts over their gym shorts just because it makes them feel comfortable so this idea that you have to have a one-piece swimsuit on uh, is very problematic. It's um, 
a big issue, and I don't like it. Well, according uh, to reports, the story, this is how this went down. Um, and the, the man tried to go to the pool. The lifeguard said, excuse me, can I help? He says, I'm going into the pool. The lifeguard allegedly says, you need a bathing suit to go into the pool. One piece, a female, one piece. Um, and then this man was so, so embarrassed. Um, and here's the thing. I, I, I want to show some grace in this because we don't know all the details just yet. Is it, is it possible? Because genuinely... I don't always know. I can't clock every trans person. I don't always know if somebody's trans or not. Also, I don't care. Do you know what I mean? I'm not like looking for it and trying to like pinpoint. Is it possible that this lifeguard was like, just said, you need a one piece. And then the this man, maybe it's interpreted uh, that as a female one piece. And she was just trying to say, these are the rules that, we, that we're supposed to live by here at Equinox to get into the pool. Um, and if those are her rules, she might have been doing her job. I think the bigger issue is... Equinox needs to adjust their policy. Needs to look at look at how they're training lifeguards in 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 this situation, and also what sort of attire is considered acceptable. Um, I get it if 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 because it's also tricky depending where you are in your journey. Uh, if this trans man uh, still has some breasts or some breast tissue uh, that he's not comfortable with, and decides to wear a t-shirt to kind of bring that down it was a swim shirt by the way it wasn't quite a t-shirt but it was like a, it was a that's swim what i'm shirt. saying though like i, yeah. I can't say it enough mm-hmm. is a lesbian woman and being surrounded by other women not everybody even lesbians um don't feel comfortable with their breasts like they feel like even when they go in public they don't want their breasts to be shown the way that they're displayed in swimsuits so they wear swim shirts like this isn't the yeah. craziest thing i've ever heard in my life whether they're trans non-binary or lesbian uh Women don't often feel comfortable sometimes in public places with their body because we have been sexualized so often. Well, I mean, you could say that about heavy people too. Heavy people don't want to wear. Listen, absolutely, absolutely. You know, I mean, I I I know I come from a place where literally everybody's overweight and men oftentimes wear t-shirts or some sort of shirt into the swimming pool. I get it. You know, Um, after a week here in Ohio, I'm thinking about doing it. I put on about 10 pounds, honey. I've been eating all the fried food. Um, But the New York City Human Rights Commission has acknowledged uh, Young's complaint. Uh, It's been filed, and they also encourage anyone else that has experienced similar incidents in the city to follow suit. Um, I just love that there are organizations out there to fight for for, for all of us. Absolutely. uh, Especially our trans brothers and sisters. You know, just last night, my family... We had a really candid conversation about trans rights and and the information they'd been hearing and receiving about um, trans athletes uh, because it's a hot button issue in places like Ohio, you know, and all over the country. To be fair, and my parents were a little confused, but they were open and and they were willing to learn, and that's all you can ask of anybody. So you know, hopefully, you know what happened to this young man in New York City at this pool uh, won't happen again to somebody else because we're having a conversation. All right, well, coming up on What's Poppin', Farrah Abraham is back in the news after she apparently goes to Harvard. We'll talk about it coming up next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You're listening to The Morning Beat. It's almost time for a first round of What's Poppin', where Michaela Gordon has the latest in all things pop culture for you. But first, I do want to invite you to listen to our show as a podcast. If you're new to The Morning Beat, or maybe you missed some episodes, your schedule's in flux, you can't listen to us in real time, we've got you covered. Uh, Download the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y dot com, and you can listen to us wherever you take your mobile device. Invite your friends and family to do the same, please, and thank you. Uh, Right now, though, it is time for What's Poppin'. Michaela, what do you have for us? Well, this was really interesting. I find Farrah Abraham being so problematic. She has from the days of Teen Mom. She recently just turned 30. But she is apparently suing Harvard. I guess she went to Harvard uh, Extension School and seemingly got no credit for any classes she attended. She's very upset about it. We've got some audio that TMZ was able to get. Take a listen. An elder teacher in a position of power with a male dean blocked me out of a class and also said lies about my work. So nobody took a call. No one took a meeting. Um, you think they blocked you because of just because of who you are? I literally had to tell her to go get in line with all the other millions of haters. Like Lizzo has to deal with haters. I have to deal with haters in education. Like the educational abuse for all students. Yeah. I'm in a master's program. I'm paying a higher rate and I still have sophomores in high school in my class. That's not a master's program. Yeah. Harvard system is completely like wrong. Now, I want to say this before we like get into it. I know that she's very, very problematic. And so oftentimes you look past what people are saying because you're like, they talk so crazy. Does she have any kind of point before we drag her? Yeah, maybe. Um, it's interesting because, yeah, she's like one of those types of characters like a Trisha Paytas or like, you mm-hmm. know, sometimes we hear them we're like, oh, shut up, Jeffree Star. Yeah. Like, we don't to- want to listen to you. Right. Yes. But maybe, maybe. I've never, Justin, do you know anything about this? Uh, so I'm assuming it's like one of those like, you know, online extension courses. It's not actual Harvard. So, it, I mean, people take those classes all the time. I Like, I used to take those when I was going to community college. So, like, Listen, I would I'm have people... I'll tell you this. Yeah, go ahead. My true story is that I actually enrolled, I can't remember if it was Stanford or Harvard now, early on in the pandemic. Stanford. Was it? Okay. Do you guys (laughs) remember? (laughs) Yes. Yes, we remember. Yes. Say early pandemic, I decided to go take a class and I went to one and never went back. So I did deserve a failing grade. Yeah. uh, Well, listen, 
Uh, I get it, but if she's not actually, if it's not actual Harvard, like she's not going to school, like she's just going online. Like I, I went to classes at UCLA Extension. I mean, that doesn't mean I actually went to UCLA. Come on, like yeah. those people that take those MIT satellite ca- courses. You didn't go to actually actually go to MIT. And if you're expecting to hear from the actual like dean of when you're in a little extension course, come on. Well, you know who did yeah. actually go to Harvard though, right? Elle Woods. Elle Woods. Oh, yeah. Please. Hello, Doi. She was the best. Harvard Law School. (laughs) I know. It was so great. You know, at least she can fall back on her music career. Have you guys heard her songs? Farah Abraham? Yes. Oh, God, no. Oh, Oh, just wait till the next hour. Can't wait. Great. All right. Well, coming up in the next hour, uh, there is a serial killer apparently targeting the LGBTQ community in the Coachella Valley. It is a rumor, but we are talking about the power of false rumors and misinformation. What you need to know coming up next. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. It's almost time for another round of news on the beat. Do want to remind you coming up this hour in about 15 minutes, we're having a conversation about um, a serial killer on the loose in the Coachella Valley targeting our community. Uh, It's got everybody sort of in an uproar on social media. Turns out might not be true at all. So we're going to discuss this. It's a really interesting story about uh, the power of social media and misinformation. Uh, We want to keep you informed, keep you safe, so that if something like this were to happen for real, you'd have the information you need uh, to decipher uh, how to best keep yourself safe. Uh, Now also, just moments ago in What's Poppin', uh, we did a story on Farrah Abraham, the teen mom star, and uh, she shared that she was very, very upset uh, with her her online college, right? Not giving her the respect that she felt she deserved. Well, Justin made a joke about her uh, singing career, her music career, apparently. She's also a singer. Um, and he said it was as bad, or maybe even worse, uh, than a song we played that went viral a few weeks back called Red Dress. I hear, Justin, you have an update for us. Yes, so I, I pulled a selection from her debut album. It was called My Teenage Dream Ended, and this is On My Own. I'm swinging on that little one's hand I'm the push behind the swing I know everything we wanted What we strive for What? The train wreck of this song Turn it up, right? No. It's called On My Own And I understand why she's on her own This yes. is very much an she is, issue She has not been signed by a label at all. Okay, so. But it's not even. It's like bum 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 bum. I'm on a porch swing, okay. pushing bum 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 bum. It has bung, no redeeming like. Yeah, there's nothing. There's like no not even a lyrics. beat. You can't even. Listen. There's not even a place where you can tap your foot. Listen, honey, I love a good auto tune as much as the next queen. I love Britney Spears. I'm down for it. You know what she sounded like to me though? She sounded oh. like the young version of uh, what was it, Melania Giudice? What was it, Melania? Oh yeah, waking up in the morning. Yeah. It was. Uh, <laughs> It was Gia. Gia, Gia. That's Gia, Judy, J. Teresa's daughter. In the morning, thinking about my life. I'll, I'll pull that for next hour. We could have no, a But also, party. oh my God. Yeah, but Gia was also like six. Yes. Sarah's like in her 20s. Like, bong, 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 bong. God. Like I said, it makes, it makes Sarah Brand's red dress sound like Beyonce. Oh, I can't even. No, no, no. Red dress. Come on, which one would you rather hear? This feels like a nightmare. Like if this, if the hell were there, if, if we were in hell. Listen. This is on the jukebox. If I was getting waterboarded right yes, now, this, this is, is the what song. would be played. This is the song, obviously. Here's the thing. Here's the weird thing about that Red Dress song. We've now played it so many times on this show that it's oddly soothing to me. Even though it makes my ears bleed, I can't describe <laughs> oh it. I don't God. know what's going okay, on. Okay, so this is sick. 
I low-key feel the same way. I'm like, all right. I'm like, stupid You're going to be humming song. it today. I know. As you're supposed to be performing, you're going to be going, see me in I literally, I'm going to be like going to do Santa Baby, and I'm going to be like, see me in I'm wearing a red dress today, actually, too. Oh, my God. See me in a red dress. I'm like, AJ Gibson, this one's for you. Can you just do your see vocal warm-ups? See me in warm-ups? a red dress. Instead of your traditional vocal warm-ups, just sing the red dress song a little bit. <laughs> And then I'll go into Farrah Abrahams on my own. Totally. <laughs> Guess what? You're on your Justin own now. Is, you're on you your own now. Our producer right now. I know. Justin's tears rolling down his face. I know how he gets, and he's probably crossing his arms, leaning back, crying, and his face is red. Yeah, That's how I know exactly he is, what he a does. A thousand percent. Yeah. A thousand. He's lifted up his glasses to wipe the tears quite a few times. I'm sure he has. Um, well, <laughs> you're on your own now. It's time for news on the beat. Amen. All right. Well, a story that we'll talk about. Uh, we talked about in depth. Uh, but you can always download it at our podcast at odyssey.com. A transgender man has filed a complaint with the New York City Human Rights Commission after he was initially denied entry into a pool at an Equinox gym due to the fact that he wasn't wearing a female one-piece when he tried to swim. Equinox said it is taking the matter very seriously, but the man is now an emotional mess following the incident. And no discipline has been announced. Wearing a blue swim short and blue swim shorts, Young was just a few steps from the pool when a female lifeguard confronted him. She asked Young, excuse me, can I help you? He said, I'm going into the pool. She said, you'll need to put on a one piece, a female one piece. And that sparked the controversy. Uh, Again, we had a full conversation. If you want to hear that, go to download our podcast at odyssey.com. Now let's get into a little weather. Uh, Summer's here at Square. It's brought to you by McDonald's, a high of 100 in Indio. It's going to be a high of 90 in Sacramento, a high of 82 in St. Louis, 79 in Chicago, 79 in Buffalo, 64 in Seattle, 95 in Phoenix, 64 in San Francisco, and 88 in Miami. Now, if you happen to pass a McDonald's today, stop by and get a frozen Coca-Cola drink for just $1.50. Now, give us a vibe of the day. The moments we think we can't are opportunities to prove we can. You're stronger than you think. Believe in yourself. Absolutely. All right, well, someone else who's very strong, Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga's Jazz and Piano Las Vegas residency returns to the Park MGM this October 14th through the 31st. And Channel Q is going to send you. Just go to wearechannelq.com for your chance to win two tickets to the show, a stay at the Park MGM Hotel, round-trip airfare for two, plus 500 in spending cash. Don't miss Lady Gaga's Jazz and Piano residency shows live in Las Vegas. Tickets go on sale Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific at Ticketmaster.com. And just head over to WeAreChannelQ.com for your chance to win. Now, coming up this hour, uh, we're talking the power of false rumors and misinformation. Apparently, due to social media, there were details of a serial killer targeting the LGBTQ community in the Coachella Valley. And we'll discuss those details next. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella. 
The Mark of a Fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. That's where an agent who is a realtor comes in to navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Welcome back to the Morning Beat. Uh, now, all morning long, we've been teasing a story uh, about the Coachella Valley uh, and a serial killer on the loose targeting the LGBTQ plus community, um, specifically the Palm Springs area. Now, of, of course, our listeners in Palm Springs uh, mean the world to us. Uh, you're our diehard fans. You've been with us since day one. So we always want to keep you informed. Uh, but this story is is it's it's it takes some twists and turns. It's a little bit wild. Shout out to all of our listeners on 103.1 FM. Um, apparently, there was a report of this serial killer, um, and people were getting scared. It was circulating on Facebook um, yesterday. Well, it turns out to be fiction, uh, a story possibly concocted for unknown reasons uh, by a Facebook user uh, that law enforcement is very much aware of and looking into. Um, and they were just made aware of this probably around, it looks like around 11.30 yesterday, uh, of this false story that was going around. They also, the post also claims that the information came from the Palm Springs Police Department, uh, and that is also very much not true as far as they can tell right now. Of course, they are looking into it, um, but Lieutenant William Hutchinson said uh, the person to originally post the false information had gone silent after being reached by law enforcement officials. The original post had been taken down, uh, but not before it was shared by multiple people on Facebook. Now, this is very, it's a, it's a very real thing. It's very, um, it's scary to think that we live in an era where we have to do our due diligence and take a couple extra steps every time we find information online, right? Um, but that's very much where we are right now. Somebody very close to me recently told me that made accusations about somebody, a well-known figure, and said that that person actually raped her friend. Wait, say. Right? And I said, oh, wow, that's really, you know, because we always want to hear, hear hear victims and, and support victims. And she says, yes. And I said, oh, my gosh, who's who's this friend? She's like, well, she's a friend of mine. And she was very vague about it. I'm like, where do I know this friend? Because we know mostly the same people. And she goes, no. I go, where do you know this friend from? And she says, Facebook. And I said, oh, do you know this friend or is it a Facebook associate? And she says, I know her. And I'm like, so you've met in person? Well, no. But she said this person, this celebrity raped her. And I said, whoa, you got to be real careful with stuff like that because you never know who's who, especially on a platform like Facebook. And as, as we've seen with this recent 2016 and 2020 elections, there's a lot of misinformation out there, and you can't just take things at face value. Facebook is not the news, and even the news nowadays, yeah. you have to do a little digging sometimes. So, I mean, I will tell you, just this morning when you were opening up the show, I got scared. I looked at Justin. I said, there's a serial killer in Palm Springs. I immediately mm. panicked. I quit listening to what you were saying and went into like safety mode like do the people of palm springs know like i think also when narratives get spread like that you also start using your logical brain thinking that you are using your logical brain because i immediately just shut down quit listening to you and wanted to figure out how to fix the situation and then i missed the whole part of you being like um or or justin saying it's uh it's just false information that's the point of the story yeah 
you go into self-preservation mode. That's what we do as humans. It's our natural instinct. Um, the police department has said uh, that they've reached out to those uh, who have been reposting the story yesterday as it was starting to pick up some traction. They reached out and asked them to voluntarily remove the posts. Um, and they said, we understand and appreciate those users who wanted to help. However, this information is simply untrue. This is according to the Palm Springs Police Department. Um, and then also, um, they said, uh, they told the city news service that spreading false information is not a crime. Uh, and so the department uh, would not be pursuing criminal charges against whoever originated this story. Um, so that's interesting to me that if you can start a story like this and cause a little bit of panic, there's no sort of legal repercussions necessarily. Right. Um, and I think the laws are still catching up in that area, to be honest. Um, but we do want anybody to know that if you are in Palm Springs, the Coachella Valley, and maybe you saw this go up on, on Facebook, or maybe you have friends or family who live in Palm Springs, the Coachella Valley, and you're you somewhere else in the world right now, and you saw this story going out, uh, about a serial killer targeting the LGBTQ plus community. It is absolutely 100% false. And the police department is taking action right now uh, to make sure we get those those posts that have been circulating taken down, which is, I mean, it's, 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 it's what they're there to do, right? To keep us safe and to keep us, you know, sometimes informed, I guess. So that's the update. Don't sweat. Nobody's coming after you. But we live in an era where that could very much be a real story. And that's the sad part. Yeah. Because we are targeted. Yeah. You know, and so it it hits too close to home. It feels too common. And I think that's why this thing spread so quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, listen, you just got to make sure that you're double checking everything and, and try to listen. Thankfully, though, there's no serial killer in Palm Springs. That's all I could care about because I'm trying to go there but for also Halloween. Low key, low key, like, I feel like I need to clarify, like, when I say that, like, I want to be, like, chased by a serial killer someday, like, in the context of a horror film, not, like, real life, real actual serial killer, I want to be in a horror film someday, I mean, so I just want to clarify that. I'm kind of a weirdo. I, I just want to say that I'm so glad you were able to say horror film and not horror house the way that you did when you were a little kid and went home to your mom true. after you went to your dad's That's house. True. Listen, I'm happy too because I'm home alone this week and I do not like to be home alone. I'm a scaredy cat. So I'm happy everyone's safe and we're good to go. All right. Coming up, uh, <laughs> attorney Polly Kenny's joining us to talk about um, an assassin that has happened. Uh, it was uh, President Kennedy. Was he the president at the time? No, RFK. Wow. I'll RFK. go ahead and tease this one. Okay, so, go ahead <laughs> so and the man it. who assassinated, yeah, the man who assassinated RFK is uh, actually a possibly getting out of prison after a 16th attempt uh and she's going to share her personal thoughts and, and also explain how the legal system in the state of california works and why he might be going free in a little bit welcome back to the morning beat and a rare little treat for us once again this week we're joined by our favorite in-house attorney paula canny paula thank you so much for joining us how are you i'm great now that i'm talking to you all yes <laughs> that's why we love you hello okay so something Something really interesting happened uh, just recently. Right. Uh, a board recommended the parole of Robert Kennedy's assassin, Sirhan Sirhan, on his 16th attempt. Now, this is a little bit before our time, mm -hmm. um, but uh, he's been in jail now. He's 77 years old uh, since the murder back in 1968. Now, I'm a bit of a political buff. I love American history. Um, I know that if, if things had been a little different, if JFK and or RFK had both survived and, and went on to lead our country for four or eight years, the world could be a completely different place today. 
and it feels like so many hopes and dreams died with those two men. Um, so it's a pretty big deal that that Robert F. Kennedy's assassin uh, was just paroled. I want to know your thoughts, and and I'm curious to know how, legally speaking, as our as our attorney, okay. how this happened. Okay, so the California parole system is really broken down by when the crime was convict uh, occurred and when sentence was passed. So Sirhan Sirhan was convicted after a jury trial of murdering Robert Kennedy. He was sentenced to death, okay? But in the early 1970s, the California Supreme Court declared that form of the death penalty unconstitutional. So it meant that his death sentence was erased. And by virtue of the law at that time, the sentence then reverted to life imprisonment. Okay. But life imprisonment didn't mean life without the possibility of parole. So, so for example, now somebody in California were convicted and uh, sentenced to death. If the death sentence like Scott Peterson was just, found to be unconstitutional by the by the California Supreme Court the sentence reverts to life without the possibility of parole but again in Sirhan Sirhan's case because of the state of the law in the early 1970s the ending of the death penalty reverted to li- to you know life imprisonment meaning he could get out on parole last friday two people decided that he was no longer a threat to public safety and he should be released on parole. Now what happens is the full parole board can consider that and it'll take between 90 days and 120 days for them to either affirm that decision or rescind it. And then it goes to the governor of the state of California to make a decision whether or not parole should be granted. But it is, you know, such a remarkable thing. The other thing that was remarkable about the hearing is that Robert Kennedy Jr. appeared at the at the parole hearing and spoke for parole for Sirhan Sirhan, as did another Kennedy, uh, one of his brothers, Douglas. So the other Kennedy children at Ethel had a letter submitted opposing parole. And then there was also a 95-year-old man because uh, Robert Kennedy was killed in 1968 in that Los Angeles hotel right after he'd won the California primary. Five other people were shot. And there are many people who believe that there was a second uh, gunsman. There was another shooter there. And a 95-year-old person spoke at the parole hearing who was shot at the hotel that night saying Sirhan Sirhan couldn't have been the only killer. There had to have been another shooter. And he also advocated for his parole. I mean, it'll be interesting to see sort of what sorts out over the next four months. But it's like, I want you to, I want, I was alive in 1968. I was 13 years old. I grew up in Washington, D.C. I had met Robert Kennedy. I knew some of his siblings and stuff. Remember when Robert Kennedy was killed in June, two months earlier, Martin Luther King had been assassinated. So it was like a 
horrible, frightening time. And then the Olympics took place that uh, summer, and that's when Juan Carlos and Evans, you know, lifted their fists, their, their you know, black-gloved fists and the first show of really strong, you know, black power movement and Angela Davis and all of these, you know, prosecutions and weather underground and all this sort of attempts at political unrest that, right, as you said, had Robert Kennedy lived, we wouldn't have had Richard Nixon. You know, we wouldn't have had so many of the horrible things that have flown, you know, uh, from it. So, no, I think it's, I'm I'm super upset actually that he got got granted parole. I think he already got a pass by having his death sentence commuted. And the other thing is, Sirhan Sirhan is not a United States citizen. So under United States immigration law, once he's paroled and finishes parole, he'll have to be deported back to Jordan. So I mean that's crazy too. That's so interesting. I think it's wild too that um, you're so passionate about him not getting out. And his son Doug Kennedy actually mm-hmm. said he has love for the inmate, and he said that he he opened up saying that he lived uh, both in fear of him and uh, love for him. He's grateful to see that today he is a human being worthy of compassion and love. Uh, do you think that that will make a difference when they take it to uh, whoever they have to take it to to get them out? Well, absolutely. I mean, all of that stuff has an impact on people, but it's two out of, I believe, seven children. And uh, I, Ethel, I think, is still quite alive, you know. So, uh, yes, it has some impact. And I also think, I mean, I, I talked about this, on Friday night with a group of people because I'm, you know, super liberal, super believe in rehabilitation, super believe in forgiveness, the power of forgiveness, and all those kind of concepts. And so I don't want to abdicate my principles over because there's personalities involved. But I think in this instance, it is markedly different because the principle is uh, still that he just drew a lucky break because of the condition of the law. Because if it were right now, if, if this happened right now, first of all, the state of California wouldn't be the ones who prosecuted him. The, the federal government would have. Because in, in the 1960s, it, did you know that, that the, FD, the, the Secret Service didn't even provide security for presidential candidates? I mean, the world was... So much of a different place. He had no security team because it wasn't until Robert Kennedy was assassinated that the Secret Service started a policy of providing security for presidential candidates. That's so Which crazy. is also remarkable, really. No, I was just going to say we always appreciate talking with you. I feel like there really is never enough time. Uh, but we look forward to having you call back and, and con- continue discussing this. Okay, well, you two have a great day, and I I do love to talk about this stuff in a crazy kind of way. So, And I love talking to you, too. Sounds so good, Paula. Thank you. Okay, Okay, bye-bye. 
Welcome back to The Morning Beat. It's almost time for another round of What's Poppin' where my girl Michaela Gordon gives you the latest in entertainment and pop culture. But first, I want to remind you, our show is also a podcast. So if you can't listen to us in real time, don't worry. Head over to odyssey.com. That is A-U-D-A-C-Y. Download the Odyssey app. You can listen to us anywhere you take your mobile device. Maybe you're going for a walk. Maybe you're going to be at the gym later. Maybe you're not exercising at all and you're sitting on the couch and you want to hang out with your favorite morning co-hosts. Well, you're in luck. You can do that. Download the app right now. Listen to us whenever you want. Uh, right now, though, it is time for news uh, for what's popping, rather. Uh, Michaela, take it away. Okay, well, this is amazing. You know Kim Petras is my queen. Yes, honey, I bop her. I bop her all day long. I literally just play the song over and over. You bop been, her so hard, honey. I bop so her hard. so hard, honey. And it's like, it's weird because like we're friends, we follow each other, but I'm still such a huge fan and I've been waiting for new music. And she did talk about uh, in the beginning of lockdown how she felt so much anxiety, but thankfully she took that anxiety, honey, to the studio and wrote a little boppy song that's out now called Future Starts Now. She also signed with Republic Records and is preparing for her major label debut album. Let's take a listen. birthday last week at Avita and she sang this song. It was such a vibe, honey. Love it. Love. Love her. Love, love, love. Love Cam Petra. So happy she's back. I saw her perform. Where did I see her? I, I saw her perform. The Equality Awards, HRC right? Gally or, or the Streamies. What was it? I think you said it was that. Maybe it was the Streamies. It was either Equality, yeah. uh, the Equality Awards or, or Streamies for you. Some of those. I remember it was the Beverly Hilton a couple years ago before the pandemic, and girl turned it out. Oh, she turns it out. But all of her songs are such a bop. I'm so happy that she's um, signed to a bigger record label. Um, what a way to celebrate her 29th birthday. We love you. Kim, come on our show so we can talk to you and obsess over you. Now, coming up. In our next hour, we're talking what the health. Dr. James Simmons joins us on shortage of drugs, both necessary and unnecessary. Uh, and also a judge deciding uh, a decision for a mother that seems totally out of what this judge is even able to do. We'll talk about it next. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. We have a fantastic hour coming up this hour. In about 15 minutes, we're joined by our in-house doctor, Dr. James Simmons, uh, talking about the sh- a shortage of drugs that are both necessary and unnecessary, and also uh, how and when are judges allowed to rule in and make decisions uh, that affect your health care uh, and your health, overall health. Also, uh, he wants to remind us that COVID is not the only disease going around right now. Uh, he's keeping us informed, keeping us healthy, uh, as he always does. And a two-part conversation for What the Health coming up in just a bit. Right now, though, it's time for news on the beat. Michaela, what do you have for us? All right, well, there is a lot going on. Flooded roads and impassable debris are hampering initial recovery efforts in Louisiana after Hurricane Ida, now a tropical depression, blew through on Sunday. 
In some areas, those who evacuated may not be able to return for weeks. Many hospitals in the state now have to contend with a double onslaught of storm complications in COVID-19 patients. Hospitals and medical centers reported debris and water leaks, while others are working on borrowed time with generators, and some are having to consider transporting patients to hospitals in other states. In no secret, climate change is making hurricanes even more destructive, with more rain, stronger winds, and slower paths. This storm, meteorologists say, was a perfect example of all three factors. Now, another news. Overall effectiveness of coronavirus vaccines has not significantly decreased yet for most vaccinated Americans. That's what the CDC's Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices was told yesterday during a meeting to discuss the need for booster doses of coronavirus vaccines. The White House has said it will start offering booster doses in September, but it is ultimately up to the CDC and FDA, and no final decision has been made on the issue yet. Meanwhile, genetics researchers are keeping a wary eye on a new COVID variant that has popped up in parts of Africa, Asia, and the Pacific. New variants don't always spell significant danger. In fact, sometimes they can weaken a virus, but experts will continue to track it as it spreads. We'll continue keeping you updated this hour in What the Health with Dr. James Simmons. You don't want to miss that conversation. All right, lawyers for abortion clinics in Texas are asking the Supreme Court to block a controversial abortion law that's set to go into effect in the state on Wednesday. The law bans abortions at six weeks and allows private citizens to bring civil suits against anyone who assists a pregnant person seeking an abortion in violation of the law. If it goes into effect, it will be one of the strictest pieces of abortion legislation in the country. Supporters of abortion rights say such laws are a direct challenge to Roe v. Wade, the landmark 1973 opinion legalizing abortion nationwide prior to viability, which can occur at around 24 weeks of pregnancy. All right, a transgender man has filed a complaint with the New York City Human Rights Commission after he was initially denied entry into a pool at an Equinox gym due to the fact that he wasn't wearing a female one-piece when he tried to swim. Equinox said it takes the matter very seriously, but the man is now an emotional mess following the incident, and no discipline has been announced. Wearing a blue swim shirt and blue swim shorts, Young was just a few steps from the pool when a female lifeguard confronted him. She asked Young, excuse me, can I help you? He said, I'm going to the pool. She said, it's a one piece. You need to have a female one piece on. Uh, We had a great conversation about that uh, at the beginning of the show. So make sure if you want to listen to download our podcast at odyssey.com. Now let's get into a little bit of weather. Summer's here. It's queer. It's brought to you by McDonald's. It's going to be a high of 88 in Miami, 84 in Kansas City, 95 in Houston, a high of... 99 in Palm Springs, 97 in Vegas, and 77 in L.A. Now, uh, if you do pass the McDonald's, make sure you stop by, grab a Coca-Cola drink for just $1.50. Give us a vibe of the day. The moments we think we can't are opportunities to prove we can. Yes, I love that. All right, well, uh, something that's also very exciting. Lady Gaga's Jazz and Piano Las Vegas residency returns to the Park MGM this October 14th through the 31st. And Channel Q is going to send you. Just go to wearechannelq.com for your chance to win two tickets to the show, a stay at the Park MGM Hotel, round-trip airfare for two, plus 500 in spending cash. Don't miss Lady Gaga's Jazz and Piano Residency shows live in Las Vegas. Tickets go on sale Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific at Ticketmaster.com. Just head on over to wearechannelq.com for your chance to win. Now, coming up, we're joined for What the Health 
Dr. James Simmons as we discuss a shortage of drugs, both necessary and necessary, and what we need to do about it. Coming up next. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. Thank you so much for joining us. It's time for another round of What the Health with our in-house Dr. James Simmons. Uh, Dr. James, how are you doing? Good morning. I'm doing well. How are y'all? Hi, honey. We're good. Good. You're calling us from work, huh? Are you at the hospital now? I am, yeah. So if you hear some random pages overhead or whatever, that's that's uh, where I am. And if it's me, I'll just hang up and run. Great. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Thank you so and, much. And then Michaela. Then Michaela will become our in-house expert and give uh, medical advice. So don't worry. We've got you covered. But either way, we're good. You know I'd love um, to. That's funny. I'm technically uh, no longer on call as of a little while ago, so they should not be paging me. But, you know, who knows? Well, it is a global pandemic, and we're happy to have you and appreciate all that you're doing, as always. Um, now, as this pandemic surges again, the Delta variant uh, becoming all too common, uh, the most prominent uh, variant right now in the United States and globally, um, it's causing some major shortages of other drugs, in particular, a drug that is necessary for uh, those with rheumatoid, rheumatoid arthritis. Uh, this is happening. I also saw recently that I've been seeing these viral stories about people taking drugs that are intended for animals. Like, what's going on, and how is COVID impacting other sorts of drugs and treatments that people need? Well, man, the whole like uh, taking horse paste and and ivermectin in high doses, high doses of ivermectin is used in animals, not in humans. It is used in low doses, and we could talk about that in a minute. But it is there's a fury, there's a craziness kind of going on right now that I think is very expected because people were are still really scared. Like as much as we have opened up, and as much as those of us who live in places like certain communities in Southern California see such a low transmission rate now. So much of the rest of the United States and the world, frankly, is really, really still battling this like we did when we had our worst, you know, part of this in like December, January and February of this year. So because of that, there's a run on medications that we think can be helpful for COVID. So there are, you know, medications are often used in an off-label sense and the FDA will take a look at off-label uses for something like tocilizumab, which is this, you know, Actem Actemra, I can't say either name very well, but it's this medication that we have used, I have prescribed in the hospital here, and essentially it prevents the overreaction of your immune system that is sometimes what actually leads people to get really sick and unfortunately die. And so in rheumatoid arthritis, where this medication is normally used, Rheumatoid arthritis is thought to be your body attacking yourself, and so your immune system gets out of whack and causes really significant pain and inflammation in people who have RA. This medication can sort of blunt that immune response. Well, in some people who have COVID really bad and need to be hospitalized, like I said, it's their immune system that is just, it is going like, she is extra, right? She's like on 11, right? We, and we need to calm the immune system down. And one of the ways we can do that is with this medication. Well, because there are so many sick people in the hospital and because this medication seems to kind of work in some people, there's a shortage of it because everyone's trying to use it to treat folks mm -hmm. who are hospitalized with COVID. So what do we do? What do you do? I, I mean, <laughs> get vaccinated so that there are less people in the hospital needing the medication. It seems to be the at least logical response, right? I mean, at this 
point, it's really tough. Genentech, uh, who is the company who makes um, tocilizumab, there we go, is saying, you know, our demand has gone up 400% just in the last month. Like, we can't keep up with this. You can't, you know, making these really complex medications like this is not something you can just pull out of the hat. You know, it's not like baking bread like we were all doing last year, right? You can't mm-hmm. just, like, whip it out. Um, so there isn't really much of an answer. This is also not a wonder drug, by the way. You know, I will tell people, I, I'm always very cautious to talk about our COVID therapies because sometimes I think it gives a false sense of security that, oh, well, even if I'm one of the people who gets COVID, I'll just go to the hospital and they'll be able to give me this tocilizumab and I'll feel better. It doesn't always work. It only works in certain types of COVID people, patients who get sick and I told you I've prescribed it before and used it in patients. That was last year. We have not had it in our hospital um, for a very long time because there's such a shortage of it, and it's really, really, really expensive. So there's no guarantee. Well, you know, work. listen, and it's, it's well, we also not really available. Well, lucky for you, we live in an era where everybody's a doctor because all you have to do is go online now. Uh, We're actually talking to an actual doctor, Dr. James Simmons, right now. And it sounds to me, Dr. James, like one of the issues is I think that people are just getting – those who have been vaccinated, who have done their part, who have maybe stayed indoors, worn a mask, tried to help out society and their brothers and sisters, their neighbors for the last year and a half, are now coming to a point where their actual health, their other health care needs – are not being met outside of COVID. They're not being met because the unvaccinated are not just taking up the hospital beds. They're also using the drugs now. And that's, that feels like a big, big, big problem. It, it is a big problem. I just saw, you know, a story, unfortunately, uh, yesterday that there is a, a, a U.S., an active U.S. Army um, person who unfortunately lost his life because the community in which he lives had no hospital beds for him because all of their ICUs and all of their emergency departments were full of individuals with COVID. And so this person tried to wait and tried to wait and tried to wait and unfortunately got really, really sick, septic, and ended up dying. This is a young, otherwise healthy uh, man who I think was 42 years old and was serving in our actively in our army. And this is what we talk about when we say, you know, it's not just... You know, you, you hear Louisiana, Mississippi, and all these places are out of ICU beds and all these things. It's not just that there isn't even an ICU room for COVID patients. There isn't room for everybody else who may need it, and it's really starting to impact people. I can't tell you the number of individuals that I've seen, even in my hospital in this most recent surge, who have come in with really, really intense like cardiac issues and needing surgery and things like that, and it just has to be delayed because we are so busy with COVID. Well, it, Dr. It's really an issue. Dr. James Simmons, we appreciate so much talking with you. We want to continue having a conversation with you for What the Health. As an Ohio judge orders that a COVID-19 patient be treated with a medicine that no agency recommends, what your take is on this, we'll discuss next. Welcome back to The Morning Beat and What the Health with Dr. James Simmons. James, thank you so much for being here. As always, we appreciate your expertise. Um, I don't know if you realize or not, but I'm actually in Ohio right now recording from my parents' condominium on the lake. And I'm heading to the airport later today. I'll be back in studio with Michaela tomorrow morning. Um, But I'll tell you, it's been a wild ride being here and seeing in my community, the community I grew up in, where my friends and family live, the lack of respect for science and medicine. You wear a mask 
literally anywhere here and you get a death glare you know and it's it's been interesting the amount of misinformation that's spread through places like this and this is happening all over the country my mom said to me yesterday she said I almost feel like it's flipped now. I used to always wear a mask, and now sometimes if I wear a mask into a public place, I feel like people glare at me and be like, "Oh, she must be unva- or, or she must not be vaccinated. That's why she's wearing a mask, even though she's fully vaccinated." So it's sort of a lose-lose situation here. Well, now a judge in this state of Ohio has now ordered that COVID-19 patients be treated with iverm- ivermectin, yep. uh, which is not recommended by. I don't know how to say. How do you say it? Yep, ivermectin, yep. Okay, but that's not recommended by the actual medical professionals, am I correct? Can you please help me make sense of this story? Oh, man, this is like number one issue on on the interwebs, on the social medias lately in terms of COVID. So ivermectin is an antiparasitic, and in lower doses has been used with really fantastic results all over the world to help rid people and prophylactically against parasites. So something that we don't think a lot about here, at least in the United States, is parasitic infections, which are really, really, really a big issue in some developing countries. It's a huge issue. So this medication was uh, created by a Japanese scientist, and in slow doses, it's been proven to have fantastic results. I'm talking like this guy literally won a Nobel prize in medicine for inventing this medication. It is a fantastic drug. So I want to be very clear about that. Because it's so great, people were like, oh, let's use ivermectin against COVID. Just all, as my dad would say, all nimbly pimbly, just like, let's just toss it out there and see if it works, right? Well, we don't do things in medicine and in health. We can't do things nimbly pimbly because it, people's lives are on the line. And Unfortunately, there have been some people who are very, very conservative, very, very right-wing, anti-vaxxers, you know, sort of anti-government, anti-establishment, have formed these coalitions and spread massive amounts of information online with really, really crappy research data to, quote, back them up to show that ivermectin works against COVID-19. The problem is, like you said, AJ, everybody thinks that they are a researcher. Everybody thinks that they are a nurse, a scientist, a physician, etc. And so they read two sentences of the abstract of a research paper and decide, oh, ivermectin must work. I'm going to tell all my friends. I'm going to spread this thing on Facebook and Instagram and whatever. And it has gone wild. I think it goes back to the psychology of so many of us want, we get sick, we go to our nurse practitioner or physician, they generally give us something that fixes us, we feel better, we move on, right? That's what we're used to in healthcare. We don't have that in COVID right now. It's a different way of thinking. The primary treatment of COVID is prevention, which we don't think, right? And it's vaccines. So you add the anti-vaxxers, you add vaccine misinformation, that has already been bubbling before COVID, then you add this drug that's kind of a wonder drug anyway, Mm -hmm. but we have literally zero data. Tons of really small studies that show ivermectin might actually work, but their data is bad. The way they've done their studies is bad. It's only been on very small numbers of people. We just don't have the really robust yummy, juicy, wonderful data that says ivermectin is also a wonder drug in COVID-19. 
yet people are pushing it so much that we have judges now telling physicians how to do their jobs in a hospital, which Michaela, makes me can I say Michaela? Yeah. Michaela, you know what this reminds me Tell of? Tell me. The movie My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Where the dad sprays with everything with Windex because oh he thinks it's going to heal I him. I know, I know. That's literally what it is. <laughs> Except for people are putting this in their bodies. Well, the U.S. Uh, Food and Drug Administration, their Twitter account, uh, has a picture of a woman next to a horse and a man treating a patient. And he said, and the, the tweet is this. It's so shady, and I love it. You are you are not a horse. You are not a cow. Seriously, y'all, stop it. I mean, yes. they're very clear on this. Isn't that um, funny? And right. I, I had a really intense conversation with that's sort of ongoing with uh, an acquaintance on my Facebook page. You know, I posted a video and I was like, y'all don't take this medication. Like, we don't know how to dose it. People are taking way too much. They're taking the animal versions of this medication. It's, we just don't know enough about it in terms of treating COVID. And it's not an uh, innocuous medication. Like, it can kill you if you take it in too high of doses. And so people are literally taking the paste form that we put in horses' mouths, putting it on top of blueberry muffins and oh swallowing it, thinking that this people. is how they're going to treat. Right. So, like, we, this, is, this is the crazy as to where we are. And I think it's all fear-based, right? We're all just really, really scared of this. So I will, t- for everyone listening, I will just say, bottom line, we just don't know about ivermectin yet. We really don't. I'm not saying it will never work. I'm actually hopeful that it will. We yeah. don't have the data to back it up yet. We just don't. And in fact, we have many instances of people getting really, really sick from taking too much and unfortunately dying. Well, so the vaccines are safe. Very, very, very few adverse events. Unfortunately, COVID has killed almost 615,000 people just in the United States alone. So if you want to not die from COVID, if you want to protect yourself, get vaccinated. Well, Dr. James Simmons, we appreciate you so much for joining us in What the Health. We'll talk to you next week. Now, coming up, we have the official cast of the American Horror Story Double Features Death Valley coming up. Welcome back to the Morning Beat. It's almost time for another round of What's Poppin'. This is Michaela Gordon's Time to Shine. She's giving you the latest in pop culture and entertainment. Uh, But first, I do want to remind you our show is also a podcast. So if you can't listen to us in real time, don't you worry, your pretty little mind. We've got you covered. Download the Odyssey app at odyssey.com. That is A-U-D-A-C-Y. And you can listen to The Morning Beat anywhere you take your mobile device. Now, if you're anything like my co-host, Michaela, that's literally everywhere. She never leaves home without it. It's always glued to her hand. So if you're like her, there's a lot of opportunities to listen to us. Am I right? Absolutely. (laughs) Michaela Gordon, what's poppin'? All right, well, the official cast of American Horror Story Double Features Death Valley's here. Uh, and it's very exciting in the short trailer that's come out. We've seen some returning faces and exciting new faces. Um, we meet Neil, I'm sorry, Neil McDonough? McDonough. McDon- Neil McDonough is president of the United States and the spokesperson for the aliens played by Rebecca Dian. Uh, it seems to have both some black and white footage from the past and present day scenes featuring the likes of Kaya Gerber, who is beautiful, by the way. And this lesbian relationship that she's in, I'm like a 10 out of 10. Amen. Uh, but I'm really excited that uh, we have more American Horror Story. I feel like, uh, you know, Rachel Hilson from This Is Love. Uh, and This Is Us and Love, Victor makes her first appearance in the American Horror Story universe. Uh, but it's really exciting for some of these newer people. Of course, we've got like Angelica Ross, but these newer uh, characters, Ryan Murphy's so good about bringing everybody back. I feel like once you get cast in an American Horror Story, you're set for life because he's just so loyal. 
a thousand percent. You get you do well unless unless I will say this. Unless you're Gus Kenworthy in American Horror Story 1984. He was brought on. He's a little bit of a sex symbol and a gay icon. And I'll tell you what. He didn't do so hot. The show yeah. was terrible. He, eh, he's better on Instagram, right? And on, and on the slopes. Um, but beyond him, everybody else sort of revives a lot of careers. Absolutely. Uh, Cody Fern will be joining the franchise along with... Um, Leslie Grossman, who's been a veteran of the American Horror Stories for a long time, um, and also uh, Lily Rabe, who's a favorite American Horror Story uh, f- person on the show, and so it's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> Is it going to be great? I, it's going to be so great. Excited? I said favorite, favorite person of the show. Just the way I said it, I was like, girl, what are you going through? As our as uh, Brian Holt likes to say, are you having a stroke on air, Michaela? <laughs> All right, coming up in our final hour, uh, Doc Halligan joins us to talk about how to prep for disasters when it comes to our animals with all of these devastating stories coming out, including Louisiana. How do we best prepare and keep our animals safe? We'll discuss next. You're listening to The Morning Beat. We have a fantastic final hour coming up for you. Our, our in-house veterinarian, Doc Halligan, is joining us uh, with so many, uh, gosh, all kinds of things going on all over the country right now, from hurricanes and tornadoes, um, earthquakes, forest fires. Uh, she's keeping us informed on how to prepare uh, your pets for natural disasters. Uh, if that conversation is important to you or someone you love, make sure you join us uh, coming up in about 15 minutes for that conversation. Right now, though, it is time for news on the beat. Michaela Gordon, it's your time to shine. Take it away. All right, well, flooded roads and impassable debris are hampering initial recovery efforts in Louisiana after Hurricane Ida and now a tropical depression blew through on Sunday. In some areas, those who evacuated may not be able to return for weeks. Many hospitals in the state now have to contend with the double onslaught of storm complications and COVID-19 patients. Hospitals and medical centers reported debris and water leaks, while others are working on borrowed time with generators, and some are having to consider transporting patients to hospitals in other states. It's no secret climate change is making hurricanes even more destructive with more rain, stronger winds, and slower paths. This storm, meteorologists say, was a perfect example of all three factors. All right, another news overall effectiveness of coronavirus vaccines has not significantly decreased yet for most vaccinated Americans. That's what the CDC's Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices was told yesterday during a meeting to discuss the need for booster doses of coronavirus vaccines. The White House has said it will start offering booster doses in September, but it is ultimately up to the CDC and FDA, and no final decision has been made on the issue yet. Meanwhile, genetics researchers are keeping a weary eye on a new COVID variant that has popped up in parts of Africa, Asia, and the Pacific. New variants don't always spell significant danger. In fact, sometimes they can weaken a virus, but experts will continue to track it as it spreads. We did have a great conversation with Dr. James Simmons in the last hour during What the Health. If you missed that, go ahead and download our podcast at odyssey.com. All right, a transgender man has filed a complaint with the New York City Human Rights Commission after he was initially denied entry into a pool at an Equinox gym due to the fact that he wasn't wearing a female one-piece when he tried to swim. Equinox said it is taking the matter very seriously, but the man is now an emotional mess following the incident and no discipline has been announced. Wearing a blue swim shirt and blue swim shorts, Young was just a few steps from the pool when a female lifeguard confronted him. She asked Young, excuse me, can I help you? 
He said, I'm getting into the pool. The lifeguard allegedly told the young, you need a bathing suit to go into the pool, a one-piece, a female one-piece. Um, obviously, obviously, this has become a huge story and we'll continue keeping you updated. Uh, now, running out news on the beat this morning. Um, lawyers for abortion clinics in Texas are risking the Supreme Court to block a controversial abortion law that's set to go into effect in the state on Wednesday. The law bans abortions at six weeks and allows private citizens to bring civil suits against anyone who assists a pregnant person seeking an abortion in violation of the law. If it goes into effect, it will be one of the strictest pieces of abortion legislation in the country. Supporters of abortion rights say such laws are a direct challenge to Roe v. Wade, the landmark 1973 opinion legalizing abortion nationwide prior to viability, which could occur at around 24 weeks of pregnancy. Now let's get into a little weather. Summer's here, summer's queer, and it's brought to you by McDonald's. It's going to be a high of 75 in L.A., 97 in Vegas, 99 in Palm Springs, 95 in Houston, 86 in Kansas City, 64 in San Francisco, 95 in Phoenix, 64 in Seattle, and 75 in Atlanta. Now, if you happen to pass a McDonald's today, make sure you stop by and grab a frozen Coca-Cola drink for just $1.50. Now give us a vibe of the day, babe. The moments we think we can't are the opportunities to prove we can. Yeah, I love that. All right, well, Lady Gaga's Jazz and Piano Las Vegas Residency is returning to the Park MGM this October 14th through the 31st. And Channel Q is going to send you. Just go to wearechannelq.com for your chance to win two tickets to the show. A stay at the Park MGM Hotel round trip airfare for two plus 500 in spending cash. Don't miss Lady Gaga's Jazz and Piano Residency shows live in Las Vegas. Tickets go on sale Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific at Ticketmaster.com. And just head over to wearechannelq.com for your chance to win. Now, coming up in our final hour, Doc Halligan is joining us to talk about how we can prepare for disasters like hurricanes and earthquakes and tornadoes and how we can keep our pets safe next. Welcome back to the Morning Beat. Now, if you're anything like Michaela and I, uh, you love your pets like their family. I became a dog dad uh, back in January. Can't even imagine not having my little son, and he is very much my son, Kingston, uh, and here to help us uh, kind of navigate a, a, a tricky conversation that we don't have often enough, I believe, um, is our in-house veterinarian, celebrity veterinarian, Doc Halligan. Doc, thank you so much for joining us. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Hi. Well, now we're seeing these stories of Hurricane Ida, and, and not just uh, the loss of human lives and property and, and the devastation it's caused. Where you know We've got fires raging in California. I'm in Ohio currently where tornadoes are very, very common. Uh, so... A conversation that oftentimes is not had is how to prepare for natural disasters, uh, not just for yourself and for your family or your property, but for your pets, because they're family too. And we've seen images of uh, of dogs and cats being airlifted out of Louisiana during Hurricane Ida. Uh, so if you do live in an area that's prone to a sort of natural disaster, how do you recommend preparing well, every area could potentially have some kind of disaster, earthquake, fire, hurricane. So everyone needs to be prepared because if you're not prepared, it's your pets that are going to suffer. So the first thing everyone has to do, all cat and dogs, should have 
in addition to a collar that has their name and a phone number or email on it, um, microchipping, that's the chip that we put under the skin in between the shoulder blades, and then register the chip so that uh, if your pet is found that we can get it back to you. That's like easy for everyone to do. And you'd be surprised how many people don't have a tag on their pet or their pets are not microchipped. I've been in several disasters. I was in Harvey, I was in Katrina. So it sounds really like, uh, but you got to do it. You have to be prepared. You have to come up with a disaster plan. All right. That's writing something down so that you know either you're going to shelter in place or you're going to be evacuated. Those are the two scenarios that you're going to have. Like, what if an earthquake happens and you're not at home? So you got to think about that. Who could come over and help your pets? Um, it, you know, you got to have leashes, crates, carriers ready, one for each animal. You need to make a disaster kit for each animal. Biggest thing is water, clean water, all right, because um, – you know, sometimes you could have a situation where you can't use your water. So you have to stock up. And they're saying one to two weeks. Um, water, food, any medical supplies that your pet needs. Rabies, proof of rabies vaccine is so important because pets that are scared will bite people. And they were oh, yeah. euthanizing animals in Katrina and then sending their head off to see if they had rabies. They don't mess around, okay, because the military is involved. They were shooting dogs that were eating dead bodies, all right? I mean, oh it's just it's a scary situation. Yeah, you, you know, you just can't even imagine the chaos and how awful it is. So the more prepared you can be, uh, the the safer for your pet. You just have to sit there and plan something, write out a plan for staying in-house or having to evacuate with your pets. And, like, if your pet is diabetic or it has something medically, you've got to stock up on the medications because can you imagine if you have a diabetic dog and or cat and you don't have enough insulin? I mean, my brother was deployed to the Astrodome when I was deployed in Katrina, and he said it was humans that were, you know, did not have their medication. So you just have to stop and think every single person in the United States is subject to having a disaster. Um, You should always have your vehicles running in, in good shape. You never want to get below a half a tank of gas. You need to have like a radio. I literally just started smirking because I was like waiting to get called out. You know, I love, you know, I just yesterday my light went on and barely touched the gas. And I was like, queen, go. Yeah. Yeah. No, right now, you guys look at what's happening in the world. Yeah. The fires, Afghanistan. No, you can't. You got to take this seriously. You really do. I mean, can you imagine you're like stuck at home and you don't have food or water for your pets? Could you imagine how you would feel? And it's not that hard. Go yeah. buy a couple of gallon, you know, big things of water, um, you know, put it in your garage, have extra food, get your pets chipped, have enough crates for everybody, you know, have your vaccine record, have the extra medicine. It's not, it doesn't take that long to become prepared because I can tell you what, if you're not, you will pay the price and so will your pets. 
Yeah, that's crazy. Thank you so much, Doc Halligan, is always giving us such useful information, even for humans. It is really important right yeah. now to yeah. keep our gas tanks filled, Michaela. Yeah. Uh, now, <laughs> now, coming up. And are you throwing someone under the bus? Me, no. myself, herself, myself. It's me. Yeah, I'm the moron. And then yesterday, I finally did go get gas, and then I made it all the way to downtown LA. And I thought everyone was trying to hit on me because they kept honking their horn at me. And all they were trying to tell me was my gas cap was undone. I thought oh. the entire trip I was so hot, and I was like, I'm not looking at you. And then they were like, No, stupid. You just didn't put your gas cap on. But you know what? That's a personal problem. Coming up next, am I the a hole? Tucker Carlson edition. The answer is yes. We'll talk about it. <laughs> Tell me something good. We're going to do just that, Michaela Gordon. How about we end things on a high note? A little bit of a heavy show today. Lots of weird stuff going on in the world. So let's send uh, our listeners off some love and light in their hearts. I'll start. How about that? Absolutely, baby. So Robin Lambert becomes the first out trans athlete to earn a medal in the Paralympics in the entirety, in the history of the Paralympics. This is awesome. Um, and she said, to win a medal among the best in the world, it's awesome. Um, this is pretty incredible stuff. You know, the Paralympics haven't always gotten the love uh, that they deserve, uh, but I think that's changing now, and social media is helping. Uh, she won a bronze medal in the women's 100-meter T34 wheelchair sprint uh, two days ago, 24 years old, um, also uses the pronouns they, them, um, the for, only the second trans and non-binary person to medal in either Olympics or Paralympics history. I will apologize then because it did say uh, use the pronoun she in the headline of this story. So once again, we're all learning. Um, but pretty incredible stuff. You know, these athletes um, overcome so much, so much. And then to add an additional year and, a, and COVID-19, and many of them were not able to travel with parents or guardians or, or those who help them with medical issues that they might have. Um, to overcome all of that, I will tell you this, we actually have our first ever Olympian in the history of my hometown. I just found out yesterday. Um, and she is, uh, she plays, um, uh, she's in the Paralympics uh, right now in Tokyo. And she plays, oh gosh, it's not called wall ball. I can't remember what it was. I was looking it up the other day. Um, and it's a competition that was basically made uh, for those who are, uh, have vision impairments. And she's playing right now in the Olympics, which is pretty, pretty incredible. I know people are really proud of her here. Yes. Um, so lots of good news. What do you have? Absolutely. Okay, well, this story is amazing. So a 12-year-old little boy named Brody Neville came out earlier this year, but he lost most of his friends. They just didn't want to be friends with him because he was gay. So when it was time for his birthday, his mom sent out a flare on social media and said, would anyone from the community be willing to attend a party for Brody in the park and show a little support for a kid who could use a little support? And that's exactly what they did. Brody was waiting. He thought that all these people were there just waiting for the ice cream truck. It turns out they were all waiting to celebrate him. It included an impromptu drag show by a troop of local performers. And uh, it was just the community doing what we always do. He said, thank you, everybody, for this. This is the best day of my life. And uh, it's just so sweet that, you know, it's a very tough thing. It's tough being 12. It's tough coming out. But the beautiful thing about our community is we show up. We show up in drag. We show up with rainbows and glitter. And we make each other feel loved. So I, I love that. You know what? We we do. You know who they need to invite next time? Tucker Carlson. So we can learn a thing yeah, or two. Yeah, right? 
Hello. Oh, yeah. That's a good story. It's so sweet. All right, well, tell me something good is brought to you by McDonald's. If you pass McDonald's today, make sure you get a frozen Coca-Cola drink for just $1.50. So delicious. We have a great show for you tomorrow. We're talking Bond, James Bond, and what you need to know. Uh, as always, have a great rest of your day. Thank you for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.